What's the Takeaway podcast, hosted by Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, covers a variety of relevant topics with professional guests. This is the perfect show to learn from different views on national newsworthy topics. The show airs every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Great day to all our podcasters out there. This is Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, and I welcome you today to another segment of What's the Takeaway? I am so excited because I know many of you know that this is Women's History Month. And there are some phenomenal women all over the world that are doing some phenomenal things. And I just didn't know where to go with this because I knew I wanted to celebrate women. And some, I was just led to let's talk about women of God, women who have trailblazed all through society and women who are pioneers, women who are legends. And I said, I wanted to deal mostly with the church. So that's what we're going to do today. And I'm excited to have two distinguished guests <laughs> with me, uh, Dr. Alusia Walton, who is, uh, she's a, an educator. She is a prophet. She, she's just all of the things that God has said for this last day to be. And she's she's even got a little school that she was had at one time, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so we have also with us her son, the prophet, Dion Brown. Many of you may have seen him on the Word Channel and have been hearing him even on Facebook with uh, his little segment that he does and been prophesying and getting a lot of young people, millennials, saved and bringing them to the Lord. So we are going to talk and I, I brought these two with me because I know that the, yeah, the young lady, she's a pioneer and of course she's gone on to be with the Lord. Our generals are leaving us, and uh, one thing I can say, we had generals indeed. They just not take a title, but they were generals indeed. So today we are going to talk about, I call her mother. She's an apostle in her own right, but I call her mother Gertrude Stacks. And I know that these two individuals know this woman of God and uh, know the things that she has done in the past and the legend that she has become worldwide. And we're going to just talk about it. So first, I want Dr. Walton to greet us. Good afternoon, everyone, and I'm glad to be here. I'm honored to be here with Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant and my son, Prophet Dion Brown. And it's just it's just a great day in the Lord. I mean, this is the day that the Lord has made and we should rejoice and I'm rejoicing and I'm glad. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Come on, Prophet. We know you uh, may prophesy before this is over, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for this great opportunity. I'm honored to be here with Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, Apostle Grant, Bishop Grant, my spiritual mother, uh, all of that in one. Um, and to have my natural mother as well, Dr. Walton, she's spiritual mother, my first spiritual mother, my mom. And just so good to be here with both of them at the same time. It's just amazing to me and um i'm excited about the conversation um that's getting ready to go forth about um dr stacks awesome time i'm ready all right all right well i'm ready because i'm about to learn something i want and i think i shared with you two that i met dr stacks 
and I had the opportunity to go into only one service that when she came to Savannah, Georgia, and I was late getting there, but so I saw her, but at that time I saw her really in action, so to speak. At that time she was she was laying hands and the people were just falling out under the Holy Ghost and everything like that. And so I need you all to kind of enlighten me and enlighten our audience as to who Dr. Gertrude Stacks was. How did you meet her? Um, I met Dr. Stacks, um, I'll say in 1996, when I first was introduced to Resurrection Ministries of Christ under the tool, under the pastorship of um, Apostle Christopher Mike. He was pastor of Pastor Mike then. When she came to Pilgrim, it was Pilgrim Baptist Church then on Morris Brown Drive. They were having a revival now, and we were invited. So everybody was talking about Mother Boyd and, 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 and how great she was and you know, and I was I was saved, but I was I, I'll say I was half saved, <laughs> and um, and so I I decided to go to this revival. In fact, in fact, evangelist Rosalind Anderson invited me to the um, revival, so I went there, and they had services every night, and I've never and I I was introduced to this power. I'd never seen anything like it, and they had also noonday services, so we decided to, I decided to go one noonday. And she was doing something called the academy. But then she was like a forerunner for Mother Boyd because she would get up and talk and teach and, and, and before Mother Boyd would come and lay hands. Okay. I, well, I guess you and uh, Prophet, you met her at the same time because at that time you were a young lad. Yes, I met Mother Stacks in a little different way. So um, my mama used to be playing the keyboard after the service because they would have what they called the afterglow the after service and I was bad and so I used to run up <laughs> I used to run around and so um I think Mother Sax was the reason why I started being fat because she used to feed me french fries so I can sit down while they continue to um have service <laughs> and so uh that was my memory of Mother Sax being young her uh, beckoning me to come because I'd be running and she would beckon me to come. I would go snatch the fryer and run back to my seat because I was scared of her. I was scared of Mother Boyd. I was scared of Mother Free. I was scared of all of them because they used to hit people and they used to fall down. I couldn't understand at that time. <laughs> but she would beckon me to come with French fries and so that was the way to get me to calm down and so that's how I met Mother Stack. Okay, that was cute. Yeah, it was cute. But you know what? When y'all mentioned Mother Boyd, I remember Mother Boyd. I remember when we used to go to Orangeburg uh, at uh, Bishop Ronald Brown, and Mother Boyd would be there. And But I never, if Mother Stacks was in the audience, I did not know it at that time. But so she was a part of the movement from Mother Boyd. Right. Okay. She was actually, um, she started out as Mother Boyd's nurse. Oh, okay. Yeah, she wasn't, and, and by the time I met her, she, she was um, like an up-and-coming evangelist, and she was married to Bishop Stacks, mm -hmm. because really the whole fellowship prayer band movement, we thought we thought it started with Mother Boyd, but it really started with um, her husband, Elder Boyd, and it was another man, I can't think of his name right now, mm -hmm. might have been Winans. The Winans, yeah, yeah, the Winans. It was Pop, it was um, Pop Winans. Pop Winans. Father. Oh, okay. Yep. So that's the connection of the Winans to Dr. Sachs. Right. They came out of the Church okay. of God in Christ. Actually, mm -hmm. when the Church of God in Christ was very, very strict. So actually, Elder Boyd and, and Elder Winans, you know, all of that, that movement came out 
came from them because I just recently found that out because somebody posted it on Facebook. Oh wow! I didn't, see this is interesting because I didn't I didn't know that I didn't I knew the winers were connected but I didn't know how they were connected. Right. Okay, so um, Prophet, you uh, you traveled with her a little bit, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so I travel. I start traveling with Mother Stacks in 2014. So my reintroduction to Mother Stacks as a grown child was probably as as older was probably in um 2009 through Dr. through uh Dr. Rush. Now she remembered me from a child but I was older so um Mother Rush had a birthday service in 2009 in Atlanta off of May, off of uh what is it Mavon Avenue is uh at LaShawn Paces of Family's church, and my heart don't remember that. But uh, I sung, and that night she uh, prayed for me, and that was my reintroduction for her. She remembered me, and then um, from there, uh, 2014, um, I would. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast, okay? So I always tell this story how I was done with the fellowship. I was done. I wasn't coming back. I- sick of all of them. I said, y'all, I'm just, I'm leaving. I told my mom, I'm done. You know, I'm good where I'm at. You know, I got great pastors. I love Bishop Gilbert. I love Apostle Grant. I'm good. They can just leave me alone because they crazy. And so she was the one <laughs> that came and said, um, she prophesied to me at a very pivotal moment in my life. And she began to say, she said, you don't want this, but this is a part of you. This is where you come from. And you can never run from this type of anointing. You can never run from the birthing and the travailing. And God is going to bring you into your own. And she began to prophesy to me. And she said, but you got to get healed. You got to get processed. I'm going to heal you up and light. And I want you to travel with me. And so it was in 2014 why I started um, traveling behind her. And um, she actually told me she wanted me to come live with her. But I strongly declined that um, invite but I did uh, ask her I said I did say well you know mother I travel I travel with you and so that's how I started traveling with her so I, I hear you say you yeah I was furious because I I wish she'd asked me to, move, to come stay with her but he, she actually asked asked him to come move in with her and and the mother Russia had asked him the same thing you know they wanted him to move in with because they you know, know what they saw him right you know they know what they saw so so uh prior to that before to 2014 you all she started y'all saw signs and wonders from her ministry right yeah so well one of the main things was the academy and that was where she um called either called people out of the audience or they volunteered and then she would ask you different questions like you like like a spiritual psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and she would ask you certain certain things about your life and then she then she she began to you know go in the spirit and pick it up you know and say you did this and you did that and i see a little girl a a spirit in you but you were grown a woman's body or something like Mm -hmm. that and then she actually goes back in your life and see where you stop growing mentally and, and, and emotionally and then she and then and she and then she gonna make you talk about you know some of the trauma that you went through during that time and then she'll pray for you and heal you so you can grow from that place because there's a lot of people in the church the reason why they're so messed up because they still stuck back at age mm-hmm. you know 15 because I could I could attest to that myself because I used to look in my mirror sometimes because God would always speak to me in the bathroom and I could never understand why I used to hear this little girl inside of me screaming out saying you know help 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 and I just never knew what that was until you know she explained the fact that you know you know wherever you were traumatized whatever age that's where you mindset is 
Did that scare you all a little bit? Well, at first it did, but then it didn't because actually you saw people get a breakthrough and you saw yeah. people, you know, begin to catch up with what, you know, it caught you up the way you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It helped you to confront and deal with some things because you got a lot of leaders that are still stuck there. Yeah. And that's why they abuse people. Oh, wow. Well, you know, that, that, so that, all of that transpired in the academy. So did you have to go to classes and things like that? No, it was just something that she would do. At, at, like when we have a revival with Mother Boy, you know, she, he, you know, she. Sometimes the spirit would lead her to do the academy. Uh, it was just a part of the whole package, and and even I heard in Detroit they would even go get her and, and let her come in the hospital and diagnose illnesses that the doctors couldn't diagnose. And she actually had a lab coat and a stethoscope, and she could actually go into the hospital. And Who? Mother um, Stacks. Mother Stacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. See. Go ahead. What you were saying, um, Prophet? There are so many testimonies. Um, um, I remember it's a testimony. Of, I think it was Sister Allen, one of the twins. Um, they had a bad car accident. And they had to do surgery on her, and they and they would not let them touch her until Mother's Dad's came. And they were getting ready to cut her in the wrong place, where it would have literally caused her to be paralyzed for the rest of her life. They would have cut her there, and she said. And she went in and she told, she looked at the scale. She said, no, don't cut her here, cut her here. Because if you cut her here, you're going to paralyze her from the race down. And because they followed the instructions Mother Stacks gave them, that lady is not walking and moving today. And the doctor was like, did you go to school? Are you a doctor? And she was like, no, I, I tell you what the spirit tell me. <laughs> and then she had a revelation of numbers that was crazy she can you can give her your birthday and she can literally prophesy to you based off the numbers of your birthday and literally tell you everything that happened in your life from when you were born to now and she did that to me at the cheesecake factory in philadelphia and i was just like wow mother and she was like yeah he just caused me to revelate numbers she said this means this and that and so many people talk about how she would even certain days of the year she would revelate god would give her the numbers and it and she'll prophesy about that day and things would literally happen like even the pandemic she prophesied about the pandemic in savannah she was like there's gonna come a time where we can't gather so you need to get all you can get now because there's something finna hit america and she began to unfold the number system and then we literally had the pandemic and so um and that was in 2019 and so a lot of things she had a very very strong gift of knowledge very strong gift of healing and and we've seen miracles um even from the hankies and the towels that she would give and you know um i remember i was preaching in um delaware and um this lady she walked up didn't know she had a stroke and um she uh i put a a hanky around the arm and the hand in which was closed up due to the stroke and literally her um I was praying for somebody else. She came back screaming, oh my God, oh my God, my hand, my hand, my hand. I'm like, I ain't got no insurance, ma'am, so what's going on? And she said, and she said, um, you don't realize I had a stroke and I could not open my hand. But when you tied this thing around me, my hand immediately opened up. And so those are the type of signs and wonders and miracles that we've seen through her ministry as well. Oh my, this is, this is, this is amazing to me. You know, I, I've heard it and I've seen signs and wonders, but you're talking about the numbers and you're talking about going into hospitals and uh, talking to, speaking with doctors with her own stethoscope and white jacket. That That's amazing because, you know, sometimes 
in this day in which we live in, a lot of people don't accept that. You know, the doctors don't believe in religiosity, so to speak. They think that, you know, this that's that's a form. And even sometimes when you tell the doctor, because I know I've gone to the doctor and I've said to them, you know, he said, well, how are you doing? I said, I prayed about this. And they look at me like, mm-hmm, you know, right. because they didn't want to hear you say anything spiritual that happened. They want to believe that it was the medicine that they gave you or whatever the case may be. But to hear this and you all witnessing it. Uh, that's and and you're alive to tell it that's causing her legacy to go on do you feel that anybody in her movement will have that type of and this is just off the record but uh do you feel like somebody in her movement will pick that part of her mantle up and will be able to do it well it's possible for any of us to pick it up, but the bottom line is, are you willing to sacrifice what she sacrificed? Because it takes a very consecrated and sold out. You can't be, you know, back and forth. You got to be totally mm-hmm. ready to give up, give up all and go through the suffering. And most people are not willing to do that. Wow. I, I, I think it's, I think it's amazing. I remember, and if it's, uh, it could be her or it could be mother boy. They used to say she would give you a shot. Mm-hmm. Who was that? That was Mother Sax. All of them. All of them she gave you a shot. Yeah. Because they, they kept telling me, say, if you went to her, because I, you know, I have the, had this condition in my feet, and it was like, you need a shot. <laughs> and they tried to get me, they tried to get me to go, and I was gonna go to the service, but that I believe that was a service that uh they had over at was it Resurrection? Uh, the last time she was here. Yes. Yeah, yes, the last yes, time she yes. was here. And I, I did not go because of the pain in my foot. And everybody was saying, one of my uh, young sons was saying, you need to go and get a shot. And I'm looking at him like, I'm not going to let nobody stick me in my foot. And he was like, no, you need to go get a shot from the Holy Ghost. Well, I, I'll explain what the shot is. Really, it called the shot because what it, because literally the Lord, you know, it's the arrows of deliverance. Listen, I think it's in his, was is in um when he was talking about Elijah, he say open the Kings. window and and, 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 and you know and, uh-huh. the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. Yeah. And see, if you compare it to a doctor giving you a shot in the needle, it's almost like the same thing. Whatever is in, whatever's in that shot, it's like when you somebody give you a give you a vaccination or something, mm-hmm. it goes to kill like whatever that is in you. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's like a prescription. From the laying on of hands, hands though, that's what yeah, she did. Yeah, and it literally feels like an electrical shock when it hits you. So is it is it was it a certain time that she was and that under that anointing or was that any time? The power had to be. I mean, the the the, the, the atmosphere had to. That's be. just kind of. That was just kind of her. That was just kind of. That's just kind of that that movement thing. That like, movement, yeah. It's so many different revelations. I guess it's according to whatever case you were, but it, um. People always say, "Why well, they gotta hit us?" Um, and so uh, that came from um, also Acts 19, when it says, "And Paul wrought." That word "wrought" in that text means to beat. And so, anytime it, they hit you, they beat and pass what they beating past whatever is trying to stand in the way of what God is trying to do for you. And so, like, um, it's like uh, he he beating something, he's rotting something, he's beating a miracle in you. So, whatever whatever surface that is there, whatever hard exterior of infirmity or um, sin, ever is 
beating past that wall to get a miracle in you. And so that's why sometimes she said, and then there were times she say, I'm hitting you to wake the wake whatever gift that is in wake whatever gift that is in you. When you're trying to wake somebody up and wake somebody, sometimes she would yell in their ear. She said, I gotta, I gotta yell in your ear to open you up, to wake something up in you, for you to for wake that thing that's on the inside of you. So it's so many revelations of shots. And then one of the things they talk about whole when she was saying, you said, if you be is she cursing at us? No, as a 55. <laughs> and no, it's six. not her cursing. Ho is in the Bible. It says, ho, all ye that thirsted. And so it's basically called, ho means to come forth. And so when they hit you and lay hands and say, ho, it's calling whatever, it's calling something forth. It's answering the place of your thirst. And so it's so many revelations that is out there. And so a lot of times people get head and lays on them and they don't have the revelation. And so they feel good for the moment, but they don't get the impartation because they don't get the understanding of what actually has happened to you. And so, She's shots can be an antidote. It could be something that's waking you up or resuscitating you, or it could be something that's trying to, God is trying to beating you, or it's something that he's trying to revive in you as well. And, al- and also they had one, what they call a death shot. And that was, you know, when you was getting ready, like if you was being elevated to apostle or something like that, either not just necessarily apostle, but that when they hit you with that death shot, it kills everything God is not pleased with. So you can come to that place of consecration. All of this went on in the and it academy. Was, no, this all went on in the service. service. Then they had speed. Then they speed had speed shot. shot. Yeah. So speed shot was like if you behind time, it's, it's an impartation that literally catch you up where you're supposed to be, so you won't have to take as long to get to where you're supposed to. Do. So it's so many things, and this really came from her spiritual mother, mother boy fasting. She gave God 500 perfect days. Now she did over 500 days because anytime she messed up she had to start all the way over from the beginning but she gave God 500 perfect days for the anointing to transmit to birth and travail and to birth out into impart and stuff and so and she passed it on to um so many sons and daughters but there's some there's one person got many people so I when you just go back to your question about who's going to carry the mantle or whatever I believe many people receive impartations for her I don't necessarily say that I personally have a mantle but I know that I have an impartation from her and so it's so many facets that she operated in so I believe there's somebody that can operate in that spirit of that impartation now who has the mantle is really remain to be seen but it's like it's so many things that she imparted so many facets that people did not know about her that she imparted into different ones that i believe that is going to be seen in this hour and um one of those things that she got from her spiritual mother mother boy was that gift where you know to transmit um so transmit means to like for instance like i'm anointed as well but sometimes gotta take what i have and put it in and and put it into something so if i may not be able to touch them physically i can transmit my anointing into a substance that they'll still be able to receive so when she would put those hankies and towels and stuff it was transmitted anointing transmitted and anointed to help you get to a place so i also believe i agree with my mom but i also believe that there are times where 
you don't have the time to fast. In this day and time, we don't have the time to fast like y'all used to or to, you know, to do those things. So you need somebody that's already to a place in the spirit that can transmit, that can lay hands on you and shoot you to a place so that you'll be able to get your work so that you won't be behind time trying to get to a place of consecration that to be able to do what needs to be done for your life. And so she was that person. Mother Sachs will lay hands on you and literally will shoot you years before time, like shoot you years into time. And you're literally being a place that other people had to labor and fast and consecrate and do all these things for. But I just believe that if somebody's already done it, you don't have to reinvent necessarily reinvent the wheel. You just need to be in a place where you're submitted enough to receive that impartation so you can build upon from where they are so that you can carry out your work. And that's basically what she did for me. I'm not saying I don't fast, I don't consecrate, but I don't have to do the strenuous things you guys did because I position myself to receive an impartation so that I can build upon from where you left off of. And that's what she used to do for us. Well, I should have got me a speed shot because I tell <laughs> you, I, all that... <laughs> All that fasting like that, I, I'm to a place I can't really do it like, for a long periods of time. And then she also had a gift, what you call unraveling, mm -hmm. where she could take a word, one word, and turn it backwards and forwards, and then in the middle, and just really come come with a revelation out of it, out of the Bible. She could she could unravel, and she could go and like, and even in the academy, she would go back and unravel things that you probably blocked out in your memory soon. Oh, okay. Oh, God, this is interesting. And so knowing that she had all of this that God has given her and that was, has been transferred from her uh, mother Boyd, everything, that cost her, I know, to have a great following. Because, you know, that's that's how Jesus was. A lot of people followed him, not just because he was Jesus, but for the, the fish and the loaves, you know, because of what all he could do. So I can imagine that there were people that were at her feet, so to speak, all the time. Is that is that what right and saying? So she, I guess, because I followed her the last few years of her ministry, um, she had a lot of people that come. People used to come far and near to see Mother's Day. She would pack out places and she traveled a lot. But most times, she in her personal time, she she liked to be by herself, and so. Um, she liked to be away from people a lot the way she mother sex she would it i, I used to always say they was like you you talk to mother sex on the phone that's that's very rare she would answer the phone the spirit would have to drop in her to say call him or call her or answer the text and, then, and that's just the way she was and we respected that but she when you see her in person she's loving she give you time she take you out to dinner she always made sure you eat you know different things like she was that kind of person but outside of that she just basically just really stayed to herself of course because she's always in the spirit world every time you talk to her and it what is that waffle she talking about what the lord revealed to her in the spirit and it was one which kind of prepared us for well i know prepared me because at first i was like i don't know what that means like mother what you got going on i thought she was you know dementia but literally she was preparing us for what the lord for her leaving here she really did prepare us when we look back at it she would tell this story about um climbing up these stairs and she said at the top of the stairs there was a door there and she would open the door and she said the spirit with us voice would say follow your knees nothing stands here and she would have to 
and she would fall on her knees and then she would say um how they were preparing her to come up there to be with them to sit on this panel she would talk about this panel and um she was saying that i got i got a place i gotta i gotta finish what i'm doing down here it's people keeping me here i gotta get y'all the way y'all gotta get because they want me to come up there they want me to come up there and i'm like up there you know and then i i finally got the revelation that god was calling her like she was finishing her assignment and got and that's why she traveled as much she did in the last three years like she was everywhere little church big church it didn't matter she was going everywhere because she had to finish be she wanted to be empty when she left and she kept saying well he called me i'm going because they want me there they want me there and so i never i thought and she would say and i believe she started off having a revelation of it. i thought she thought that it was something else but as the ending and when she talked about it i think she had the revelation and she was preparing us that they wanted her there be a part of that panel they was calling her to and so yeah she prepared she prepared us she she prepared she did prepare us and so um i'm just grateful that the last few years of her life, I did have the opportunity to travel with her. I did have the opportunity to receive great impartations from her and assist that anointing. And um, yeah, it's just, um, I can say now she did prepare us for that transition. And sometimes, I mean, a lot of times y'all, but she basically told us she was ready to leave. I mean, that's all she- I every, heard that. Every, every time she preached, she said, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm out of here, I'm out of here, I'm out of here. That's what she kept saying. And a lot of people, you know, didn't understand the spirit world because, see, her and Mother Boyd had the ability to go to the spirit world to bring back gifts to earth to impart in people like the elder, the bishop, and whatever like that. They had, they, had, they had access to a room in the spirit to go get these gifts and bring them back to earth and impart them into people. This is amazing. And, you know, uh, a lot of times the generals uh, like this, these generals that have gone on to be with the Lord, it, they, you, you listening to this, I'm praying that as her mantle or whatever we want to say, somebody can still do that because this is what the world needs. We, we, we need that type of anointing. And for her to be as powerful as she was, and yet humble, because I met when I met her, I met her in Walmart. <laughs> I met the woman of God in Walmart. She was with uh, her spiritual son. Um, what's his name? Um, the pastor. Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike. She was with Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike saw me. And he said, come here, I want to introduce you to someone. And he introduced me to the Walmart in Pula, Georgia. And he introduced me and he began to talk to me about her. And she was at his church at that time, the particular time. And, And she said, if you get a chance, come. But I was having problems with my feet. And that's why I did not make it. I would have got that shot that night. I would have got it. Probably a hanky or a towel, too. (laughs) But yeah, hanky and towel, I would have took it all. I'm serious because I just like that type of anointing. I love it. And I I can identify what you said because when we went to Detroit, the daughter of Zion, it was just me and um, Dion. Uh And um, 
this was before I went on dialysis. I didn't know what was going on. And Dion, you remember when I broke out with all those bumps that time and I was scratching. So it was after service. It was in Shalom in Detroit. And I went up to her and she and she said, she said, yeah, I remember you. You've been with us a long time, you know, because she remember me from playing for Mother Boyd. And she looked at me and she said, you need to go get yourself checked. She said, something going on with your kidneys. And she said, if you go now, then, you know, you, you know they, could, they, could, they could stop it or they can give you something for it. But she said, don't wait too long. And, and, and I got scared, you know, and I didn't listen to her. And you see where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, this is, my time is running out. And there's some other stuff need to be said. But... I always ask my uh, guests at the as we get to the approaching the end, uh, what's the takeaway? What what do you want each both of you? What do you want to leave my audience with about the legend, the trailblazer, Dr. Gertrude Stad? Dion, you go first. You go first, Dion. Um. Wow. I just want to leave. Uh, if we can love like she loved. Um, she really loved people and to for the years I've traveled with her um, to see her pray for so many people the lines will be so long I mean long I'm talking hundreds and thousands of people Mother Sachs would just pray and lay hands on everybody and that was love it had because you know some preachers of that matter so baby I'm going to the office some people don't even pray or prophesy to bake two or three people they raise they raise the offering and go but mother didn't being people mother didn't have an honorarium mother would come to your church sometimes she would not get what she deserved and she still went back sometimes people would treat her all kind of ways but she loved people and she would stand and pray and lay hands on every individual and that was the love of God because she wanted to see people grow so we can just love like she loved and I think we'll see the harvest of souls that she's seen and that would be my takeaway from it I love love her well, when I and, and I and I piggyback on what he said, you know, we got you know perfect love casts out all fear, and you know, and that was one of the things that Jesus really preached was love because, you know, she she didn't live like a rich woman when she could have, and and, and a lot of times she would even pay for some of her team to go with her different places. And her another mother boy, you know, they, I mean, they really had a hard, you know, people would have thought they would have had a support and all the money and everything they wanted, but they really didn't have it. And she just the type of person, you know, if it was about God and then she was there and then she was very funny because even though, you know, she, she was the sister of Witherspoon and she was like a gospel comedian she was she was really funny and she was very down to earth she wasn't too high she didn't care you know she would talk to anybody and everybody you know and that's something that a lot of people will know and we're going to leave you with uh what's his name was john, john witherspoon. witherspoon john witherspoon for those of you that don't know mother stacks was john witherspoon's sister mm -hmm. and to, he was the comedian and you're saying she had a comedic side all too. of them was funny yeah, the whole family but he, uh it didn't know doesn't matter where who our siblings are right. God has a, a call on everybody's life and his was to make people laugh 
and hers was to make people heal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what a wonderful thing. I so thank the two of you today. I thank you, Prophet Dion Brown. Continue to do what God is calling you to do because there are great exploits that are yet to be done through you. And thank you for Dr. Walton and all of the the knowledge that you all have concerning this woman of God. We pray that as even though she has left us and gone on to be with the Lord last year, we are believing God that as these various parts of her mantle begin to rise up and unfold, that that ministry will continue to go on in Jesus' name. God bless you, and we look forward to next week. Welcome to the Jazuri brand of body oils. Jazuri 24 Karat 5-in-1. The ingredients of this wonderful oil helps to exfoliate, soften, and moisturize. It is quick absorbing and has anti-aging elements that give your skin a youthful appearance. Jazuri Bliss has a glossy, satiny feel. It hydrates the body and helps you feel refreshed. Jazuri Ignite. This is a body oil for men. The secret to this oil is the honey that helps protect, repair, and prevent skin damage. Jazuri Pink Ice. The smell of sweet jasmine is the dominant floral fragrance that you will smell. It's rich in emollients with a touch of vitamin E, which helps to rejuvenate your skin and lighten scars. Jazuri Sugar and Spice. Experience the dazzling sugar crystals combined with our rich oils that will exfoliate and help clear up dry skin, making your skin to be alive again. Learn more at www.jazuribrand.com. Email info at jazuribrand.com.